Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And you are listening to episode 95, and we're going to go straight into our song of the week. Vivian, what have you got? So my song of the week this week is called Yellow Jacket by Spirit Box, featuring Sam Carter from Architects. I know. This is like the perfect amalgamation of... Everything you love. I know. And so this is coming from their debut album, Eternal Blue. It literally just came out a day ago as of recording. (laughs) And back a couple months ago, they announced like the track list. And when I saw this song and I saw Sam Carter's name, I was like, instantly, I was like, I know this song is going to be my favorite on the album. And here we are. (laughs) It is. Full circle. (laughs) We've come full circle. Um, And it definitely is my favorite track on the album. The album, the album in general is also really, really good, but I definitely had high expectations coming into this song, and they definitely, it definitely exceeded those expectations, because it's so interesting, it's, it's definitely, I think, a different sort of side of Spirit Box, because when the song starts, it's Courtney's vocals, but she's not really singing, it's, it's sort of more her vocals have this interesting vocal effect on it. It's kind of like, not auto-tune, but it's kind of like that vocoder kind of effect on it. And she's sort of just really sort of singing these really like stabby kind of vocals. And then the music comes in and, you know, it's all really heavy and everything. But it isn't until Sam Carter, when he comes in, it's like, the song is, it's almost like it's a completely different song. Like, I feel like it's two different parts from the beginning up until that point, because when he comes in... He, when he screams, it's interesting because he sits in a really more sort of comfortable higher register when he screams, whereas like with Courtney, she kind of does like the low guttural kind of screams, if that makes sense. And sort of the way that the song mirrors both of them together, it works really, really well, in my opinion, because yeah, like you think it wouldn't work because it's sort of two different kinds of styles, but it does work really, really well. And yeah, it's just, it sounds really, really cool as well when Sam does the chorus as well, because, like, he just sounds amazing, as always. Um, but yeah, this is this is a really cool song. And as always, <laughs> I am <laughs> hesitant to say that I like it, because I don't really, but <laughs> that's fine. It's just not my jam. Yeah. Sometimes there are songs that you bring me and I do like. Mm-hmm. This is not one of them. But that's no hate to the artists. Yes. It's just, it's just not my thing. Yes. So we'll leave it at that. I, I mean, when I when I said that this was my song of the week before we started recording to Maddie, I, I knew that, that she wouldn't <laughs> like it. Um, but Preconceived notions of the fact that I would not like it. Exactly. But yeah, it's a really, really cool song. And I really, I really do appreciate just how sort of experimental Spirit Box is on the song and in the album in general and you know bringing in such like a sort of staple in metal music and metalcore like Sam Carter like it just it definitely worked out to the best that it could so yeah that is my song of the week this week Yellow Jacket by Spirit Box featuring Sam Carter. Maddie what is your song of the week? Um on the opposite end of the spectrum yet again (laughs) um my song of the week is called You Signed Up For This by Maisie Peters. So, if you haven't heard of Maisie Peters, she's just released her first album, I believe, um, like, last month, and she is signed to Ed Sheeran's label. I think it's, like, Gingerbread Records or something. I can't believe I think that's hilarious. Um, 
But yeah, so she's relatively like new on the block, but she's kind of made a lot of waves recently in like pop music. And so she's this um, English artist and she has like very much like a very sort of soft, like English rose type. Yes sort of um vibe and this song isn't very much she's kind of like got that like she's got a very soft voice Mm -hmm. and she has like it's really unique too like it's not like a typical sort of like pop sound but a lot of her songs are like she does have a little bit more of those like upbeat elements to it like she's got sort of like this drum line that kind of like plops along through it and also like just the backing instrumental too it kind of like picks up like it doesn't drag it's Mm -hmm. not like these sort of like soft slow ballad type things it's very she has this like aura of like innocence I think about her like I think that pertains to the fact that she is so young too Mm. she's like 21 so um but this song in particular I really really like like the lyrics are really cool like a lot of her stuff is a little bit more like conversational and I think um in her bio on Spotify it sort of describes it as like diary entry like which is very very accurate because you know like the first line is you know something about she hasn't got her driver's license Mm -hmm. yet and like this song essentially is about you know she's listing all of these things like you know like she's very young and she hasn't got a lot of things figured out and you know there's she's still like learning things and you know she's still not feeling great and about herself and where she fits but you know this person who wanted to be in a relationship with her you know like mm-hmm. you signed up for this you sort of put yourself down for this like incomplete kind of human yeah and, but like that's what you know that's what you get with her basically and it's really open and honest and I really really love that about the song yeah um I think yeah the first time I heard of Maisie Peters was i brought up I think her song um this is on you a while ago on the podcast and I really did enjoy that sort of conversational lyricism because it is relatable and it feels very personal to listen to an artist especially you know someone who is so young just be really open and vulnerable about their life where they are right now in their lives and I think that she's sort of presenting that in a really like palatable way is really really good as well and like yeah, I just, I think this is such a cool song. It's sort of, it's very different as well. It's a different sort of perspective from what you normally hear with this sort of style. And I think it's really, really cool that she's sort of just been like, yeah, well, you know, she's just so self-aware. Like, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people at that age aren't self-aware. So it's cool. Yeah. I think she has a really, really good chance of like this album doing really well. Yeah. I think like... She's got, I don't know, she's just got something about her that I think is really sort of, like, relatable to a wider audience, and I think a lot of people will sort of resonate with the music that she's coming out with, and I think I'm really excited to listen to her album, um, because I haven't yet. There are so many albums coming out, and speaking of that, (laughs) so yeah, that was my song of the week. You signed up for this, Macy Peters, Um, but what's trending... We need to talk about how many albums oh have gosh. come out in, like, not only, like, the past week, but the past month. Like, this is insane. insane. So, we had Macy Peters, obviously. Mm-hmm. You just said your song of the week, Spirit Box, have just yep. released their debut album. We also have Drake, mm-hmm. who's dropped an album. Kanye has dropped an album. 
We've got who else? Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X of all people has also just dropped his album the other day, and yep. Yeba has dropped an album. The band Camino <laughs> has dropped an album. All of these I have not listened to yet. <laughs> Keep in mind. So I have got this whole catalogue of albums yep. just sitting, like waiting to be listened to, and I don't. I'm getting overwhelmed. And you still need to listen to Lords. I still need to listen to album. Lords' album. Like, don't shoot me. I went to do it the other day, but it's, yeah, it's but hard. See, the, the hard part about it is because we are the type of music fans that will listen to an album top to bottom in that order that they put it together in 100% and like all at once like I can't listen to like the first couple of songs here and like I'll wait a couple of days and then listen to the like I can't do that like I need to sit down and dedicate like a whole hour Mm -hmm. to just listening to the album and then maybe another half an hour afterwards just to process yeah <laughs> like get in my brain like oh that was like good I didn't like that whatever mm-hmm. no but, yeah hundred percent and it's like you know when I first listened to Halsey's album which is another new album another one yeah <laughs> um, we talked about that enough I think exactly but <laughs> when I to be said. first listened to it I woke up and I was like lying in bed and I just put my headphones on and the blinds were down it was just the perfect, <laughs> the perfect environment, environment. Yeah. to just listen to a new album and like you said. I just think that's the best way to do it because especially if you, you know, love analyzing music, you love dissecting things, whether it's the lyricism or the music or the production or whatever, like it's good to just set that time for it and to listen to it, to analyze. And, you know, I, I'm the type of person as well who I don't really like to do other things while listening to it. Like, I like to just sit there with it rather than just, you know, be on my laptop or watch something or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I always just have to be fully immersed i know like because the thing is it's like it's new music and i want to pay attention to like the content of the song and you know like i want to listen to the lyrics that they're singing and like i want to listen to those things in the background that you might not pay attention to if you're doing something else like while you're listening to it 100 and like i can't like I will do other things. Like, when I'm just listening to music generally, like, I will be doing other stuff. It's just when, you know, like, I'm listening to, like, a new album and I want to, like, sort of process it as a whole and kind of, yeah, like, have this holistic view of it. Mm. I need to, like, dedicate my time to that. So that's why I haven't listened to it, okay? (laughs) You'll get meaning to. I'll get there. Like, albums are just getting longer and longer these days. Like, it's not just, like, 12 songs. Like, it's, like, 18, 24, like... And then a couple of interludes in the middle mm-hmm. and like bonus tracks. And I'm like, I cannot compute anymore. I honestly feel like this, cause I feel like, um, I don't know the exact time, but like with Kanye's new album and Drake's new album, apparently they're like quite long and a lot yeah. of people have said that it's too long. And I do think albums can be too long. I feel like the sweet spot is just like 60 minutes. Like, yeah, that's like a good spot. Actually, I saw a video, the TikTok, I say video, it was a TikTok. <laughs> um... <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day and um, it was about, you know, like the length of albums and things and how the fact that like, if I can find the video, I'll link it because it was very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, p- p- um, artists are trying to get the most sort of revenue that they can yep. out of the album. And now that streaming has become a thing where you can just, like, click on the album and say, listen to three songs. Mm-hmm. Like, no one listens to the whole... Like, no one pays $25, 30 
for an album, it's like you'll get 10 cents, not even that, if they listen to the song a couple of times. So by having more songs, there's more chance that people will like listen to them and stream them more so they get as much money as they can from them. And that's why... Mm-hmm. A, like a lot of the like some of the reason why albums these days are a lot longer than they used to be mm. so i thought that was really interesting and that yeah that just reminded me of it but, yeah, yeah hopefully if you can find it if we'll i can find the video i'll yeah link it because it was very interesting and yeah. i want to credit the person who said that yeah yeah it's but, not my info <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because we were just saying like when you compare like the first half of the year to now like you know we as if you guys have been listening to the podcast a lot we do like a mid-year rank and an end-of-year rank of our favourite songs, our favourite albums. Comparing to our mid-year rank to whatever our I was grasping of... at straws for that. Because we do, like, our top five songs, and then we also do, like, top two top two albums. Because yes. it's normally not that many. Mm-hmm. But this end-of-year album, it's get Oh, my God. It's going to be so hard. It's going to be so hard. Also, <laughs> there's a Kehlani album coming yes. out. Yes. Which I'm going to lose my brain over. Ugh. <sighs> Like, if you... I'm like, I just can't... Too much. Yeah, there's too much. But we'll talk about one... Yes. ...album release in particular for now. We want to talk about Lil Nas X. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of controversy um, over the build-up and the sort of marketing that has been around his album, Mm -hmm. which is called Montero, that's just been released yesterday. Yeah. Um, So... Essentially, if you have been living under a rock, haha, um, you <laughs> may know that um, for his album, he's sort of put out this imagery that like he's giving birth to this album, right? Mm-hmm. So he's posted videos and other things of him, like sort of what's the word, special effects, yes, that look like he's like actually pregnant, yeah, right, with this, um, with this album, mm. quote unquote. And so that has sparked a lot of sort of uproar in the LGBTQ community for certain reasons and then other communities, I guess, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The main reason being is that, like, it's kind of, in in my opinion, it's kind of making a mockery of the fact that, like, trans mask individuals who do and can mm-hmm. like get pregnant and then also are discriminated against in society for that. Cause it's not something obviously that is like what people consider normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, yeah, it's yeah. not widely accepted and, but it is something that happens. And if Lil Nas was coming from the view of like, you know, of the representation and sort of making it more, accepted i think he's done it in the wrong way yeah i i agree and i think you know a lot of the discourse around this i have seen a lot of comments from just you know vitriol hatred which we're not coming from that point of view at any point but you know i think when you're doing when you're doing something like this you definitely need to have some sort of sensitivity there because I think from what I've seen, like, you know, from the videos to the pictures to a magazine spread, it's very much like there's no sensitivity to what he's trying to say. And I don't yeah. really know what he's trying to say at the same time, because at one on one hand, it is a marketing ploy 
for this album because, you know, it kind of has that, like, quote-unquote outrageous culture attached to it. And, you know, that has more eyes on it, more people are talking about it, therefore more people will be talking about the album. But then on the other hand, you know, he is a prominent figure in the LGBTQ plus community because he is so outspoken about his identity. And it's almost like if he is trying to be, if he is trying to represent something, I like you said, I just don't think he's done it in the right way. No, I think the fact that, like... You know, he's kind of, one, not addressed. Yeah. The sort of uproar that this has created is also an issue. Like, I don't understand. Like, if he was sort of making it, if the only message that he wanted to say was he was giving birth to this album, mm-hmm. like, he could have done it in a different way that didn't sort of exploit and, like, queer bait and sort yeah. of, like, make fun of. Well, not, like, make fun like. He's not outwardly making fun of that, but he's just kind of not, yeah, like you said, he's not being sensitive to the fact that, like, people literally get assaulted mm-hmm. over, the, over the fact that, you know, they're masculine presenting and they're pregnant. Like, it's, yeah. it's something that happens, and I understand that he's trying to sort of, like, put it more out there in the mainstream, but using it as, yeah, like a marketing ploy and sort of like this like, outrageous sort of stunt just to create, you know, like, buzz around an album is just, I think, a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And there was something I saw, you know, I watched this interview that Halsey did with, um, what's his name? Zane. Zane Rowe, I think. Zane Rowe from Apple (coughs) Music, um, and about her album, and she was sort of saying that in the lead up to her album, she wanted her team reached out to various magazines sort of you know wanting to do like a promotional thing and a lot of them came back and said well is she going to be pregnant and then it was like well yeah and she's like okay well we don't want to do a maternity shoot and they were sort of like well it's not a maternity shoot they're promoting their album but then you know so she didn't end up doing anything like that but then when you look at Lil Nas X and I think it was People magazine. Yeah. Um, that did a spread. It's almost a little bit like. So for me, how I view that is like People magazine would have wanted to do that because it does contribute to that quote unquote outrageous culture. You know, it's not yep. really celebrating what it actually means, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think by seeing that and you know hearing the thing that happened to Halsey, it's like it really sort of doesn't help Lil Nas X's sort of case, in my opinion, if that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, like, I get that this is what music promotion has come to, Mm -hmm. which is a shame. Like, having to do these ridiculous stunts, like, you know, just to get people to want to listen to your album is, like, far from what it should be. And, yeah, hopefully, like, I hope it doesn't continue to go down this path because it's kind of disappointing to see that people need to rely on that to, like, get people to listen to their music. Mm, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, that's just something that we wanted to talk about, you know, with all this album releases that's yeah. happening at the moment. This one, I feel like Lil Nas X probably has been at the forefront because of all of this marketing stuff. Yeah. So. 
But with saying that, that brings us to the end of What's Trending. So we'll go back into our songs now, starting with Under a Rock, and I will kick us off. So my song for this week is called Therapy by Katie Turner. So I had heard the name Katie Turner before, but I'd actually heard the song Prom Queen. That was... I, I don't know where I heard it. It must have been on, like, a TV show or something. Same, because I've heard it too, but I cannot remember. Yeah, yeah. but it, <laughs> when I hear, like, those guitar notes, I just know that it's that song. So I don't know where I heard it, but that's the only song I knew from her. Subliminal messaging. Exactly. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so I came across this song on Spotify, and I was just like, oh, okay, may as well just listen to it. And I was very very much digging it it's just so different from what i normally listen to but it's such a bop so it's basically just this acoustic guitar driven song but it's not a ballad in any way it's just it's sort of talking about like therapy and how people lean on each other too much to fix them and you know be their therapist and katie sort of coming from the perspective of saying i can't be your therapy but I will be there for you to like help you through this tough time, but you cannot rely on me to be the person that fixes you. And I think that's something that's really interesting because you don't really hear, I think, in my opinion, you don't really hear a lot of this sort of perspective in like pop music these days. But what's really cool about the song is that Katie's voice is incredible. Gorge. Absolutely gorge. Just the, like, the inflections that she has and, like, the little sort of runs, it's just, it's, they're very, like, simple in the sense that it's not, you know, this sort of huge, like, vocal impressions that she does, but, like, they're enough to sort of really make the song what it is. They're understated, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. Like, she has incredible control mm. over her voice and she has such an awesome tone as well. And I think having such like understated but really powerful little um, inflections just really give it that like point of interest. And I love, I love the vocal line in this track and I adore just the whole song. I think it's awesome. Like I was so glad when Vivian brought it. I was like, <laughs> this is immediately going to my rotation. I absolutely love it. Um, I was super taken aback by the switch up between the first verse and the chorus. Yes. Because it's just the guitar sort of at the beginning and then a lot more of like the more produced side of the backing sort of comes in right right on that first chorus and I was not expecting it at all. I was sort of expecting like this just like guitar ballad type thing but it's not like it picks up a lot and there's like a lot more energy Mm. in it and I yeah I think it's so cool I love it yeah and that's another thing I really like is that the song has a lot of energy like you said but it doesn't have this huge production behind it that sort of gives it that energy and I think that's really really cool that you know they sort of created this song that is that feels minimalistic in a way but it still really is infectious with its energy so yeah yeah, it's a really, really cool song. I definitely need to listen to the rest of her stuff. Um, so that is my Under a Rock for this week. Therapy by Katie Turner. Maddie, over to you. Okay, so my <laughs> Under a Rock this week is called 22 and Some Change by Stephen Day. So um, I really, really think this song is so groovy. Yes. I think it is very cool. So there's kind of a few sort of like distinct like sections in the song that I think is really awesome. So like the beginning is quite um, understated again, 
Um, it's kind of got this, yeah, like acoustic guitar, sort of like the bass line in the beginning is something that like, I didn't really listen to the first time. I didn't mm. really pick up on it. But then like in subsequent listens, I've kind of been like, oh, this actually like has a really groovy sort of like underlying, like, um, it's kind of, it's not punchy, but it's very much like staccato, like mm. very pointy and I'm saying dumb <laughs> words again, but you get no, the gist. No. Anyway, it's really cool. The bass line's great. Um, and then as it sort of goes on, like it is, it feels like it wants to build a lot yeah. during the track, but it never really comes to this really huge climax, which I think is really good. I don't think the song needs it. So Steven's done a great job, I think of like sort of exploiting that. But then, then there's like this bridge part in the middle that kind of has a bit more of a like not wishy-washy in the sense that it's like convoluted but like it's kind of this more atmospheric sort mm. of type sound and there's a lot more like long notes and blending together and that sort of thing and it's just it's really cool and I think the so the gist of the song really is like you know you're sort of thinking about like getting older and like growing up and thinking about you know like the there's a couple of lines sort of in the chorus about you know like when you get to a certain age it's hard to tell your parents that you miss them mm -hmm. and you know like you're thinking about like when you turn like 22 and all of this sort of stuff it's sort of like looking to the future and I think it's a really sort of um introspective song and I really like it I think it's cool yeah I really I don't know, for some reason lately I've really loved listening to songs like this where it is really introspective. I don't know why. I'm only 23. It's not like <laughs> I'm going through some major... You're having a quarter-life crisis <laughs> yeah. at 23. <laughs> but yeah, I've really enjoyed sort of listening to other people's sort of perspectives on this, you know, thing that everyone goes through. You know, everyone has sort of the anxiety and the fear of getting older and what comes with that and... Yeah, I think this is a really sort of honest way of talking about it, which I really appreciate. But, you know, in terms of this, the production and that sort of thing, like you said, I think it is... Because when you first listen to it, you know, this was my first time listening to this song, and when you're going from the verse into the chorus, you really do expect some sort of just more sort of instrumentation or just some sort of build-up. Like more oomph. Yeah. But it never does, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. All you hear is just like sort of this extra sort of guitar layer in there, which is really, really pretty. I do really like that. Yeah. And it just really does fit, I think, with what the song is trying to say. Yeah. I think the vocal line too is really, really good. Like I love Stephen's voice. Mm. I think it's amazing. Um, I was sort of looking at like other artists that – you know, people sort of listen to, like, when you can do that on Spotify, like, fans also like. And one of them was, like, Young Mister, and I've talked about him previously. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, like, Lizzie McAlpine and Third Story. And these are all, like, artists that I listen to all the time. And I absolutely adore how, what like, the songwriting and just how, like, understated but beautiful their music is. And mm. this is, like, no different. I absolutely love this song, and I think it's great. Um, so yeah, that is my Under a Rock. It is 22 and Some Change by Stephen Day. And so we're going to go into Caught My Ear now. And um, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> Yeba finally has a debut album out. 
I haven't listened to it. Again, <laughs> I need the mental energy. Yeah. And I need to dedicate probably two hours to this one because I'm going to need a lot more time to process. Um, but this song is called Boomerang. And it's my caught my ear this week because it is so different to what I'm used to hearing from Yeba. Like when I used to talk about Yeba like last year and mm. I talked about, you know, like where do you go and evergreen they're like these gorgeous sort of like ballady soft like really sort of angelic yes. sort of vocal type thing this one throw that out <laughs> the window like it doesn't exist this yeba in this song is like very um edgy mm. and really sort of um what the first time i listened to it it kind of sounded like it should be in like a spy movie or something yeah i, actually I don't know it's kind of weird um but so the lyricism first of all is very cool there's a lot of imagery about like you know fighting people and people dying and yeah like the first line is you know like if i shoot him in the stomach he'll be hurting on my dime type thing mm-hmm. and that those by the way those first two phrases are like Amazing. genius i love them i think it's the best thing ever um and there's another part that I really, really love is in the chorus, she sort of does this like bird call vocal inflection, think like Matt Corby brother type yeah. thing. And it's like so high in her register and then she like goes even higher, like on the third one and it's just like Incredible. It just yeah. And that's where you get like that core yebba sort of like vocal run type Mm. thing because i was like expecting it and it has to happen because she's incredible she's like probably my absolute favorite vocalist of all time um but yeah i'll pass on to vivian because i feel like i've been rambling (laughs) way too long about this song no no you definitely haven't um yeah this was so as someone who i would say i'm like a like a secondhand fan of Yeba through You're like adjacent yes <laughs> through Maddie um I really do like love the journey that I've been going on like sort of discovering her music You're welcome. thank you thank you Maddie <laughs> um but this song like Maddie said it's so different so unexpected and I sort of said to Maddie that it feels there's a TV show called Nine Perfect Strangers. I don't know if you've seen it, but basically it's a very much, it's a show that talks about like a wellness retreat and that sort of thing. And this song I feel like would be perfect to play in that show because it feels very connected to nature. That's what I said to Maddie. Because even from everything, like, like you said, like the bird call inflection, but then like the drums and there's like a cowbell, I think yeah. in there too. There's like a lot of sort of chimes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that feels like it is connected to nature and it feels very authentic, which I think is really, really cool because the vocals and the story that she's telling is so interesting. And it it's really, I would love to know like sort of how that process was of creating the production and, creating this song in general because it's gorgeous yeah i think that's helped along too by the fact i think a lot of the production is you know like done on you know those like wooden sort of percussion instruments that you find in like a primary school like there's sort of like the shakers and like the things that like make weird sounds and you know how there was always like a frog that had like a hard sort of back and you got a little stick and you like rubbed along there and make like a funny noise like stuff like that and it's just sort of 
like a lot more organic, I mm-hmm. think is a word I would like to use. Yes. Perfect um, word. very organic and sort of, it kind of, um, and also the fact is like the song is called boomerang. Mm. And I think there's a lot of, whether it was intentional or not, there's a lot of like musical themes that kind of give hints to like indigenous cultures and like whether it, she was referencing in particular Australian indigenous people or like native American or, mm-hmm. um, obviously those cultures are very, very different, but, I think there's sort of different parts of it that kind of have those um, elements. And I think that's really, really cool the way that she sort of integrated that into the music. It gives it this like really sort of different feel, but Mm. it's very cool. I adore this song. I am so excited to listen to the album. I have been waiting (laughs) for a Yeba album for so long. Like when the first time I brought up, I think, Evergreen in the podcast, like, when we first started, I was yep. like, I've wanted to get a Yeba album. Like, all I have is, like, four singles, and I've been listening to them for, like, so long, just on repeat. <laughs> and I finally have more music, and I'm so, like, you have no idea how super happy I am about this. I know. But, yeah. That's my Caught My Ear this week. Boomerang by Yeba. Vivian, what's your Caught My Ear? So my caught my ear for this week is called Die For You by Bring Me The Horizon. So yes, another fave of mine. She's um, back. So it's actually almost been a year exactly since we've last heard new music from them because their last release, which was something I talked about a lot last year. It was like every single week. There was like a new <laughs> single and a new thing to talk about. Yeah. So their last release was um, post-human survival horror very much going back to their metal roots um, as a band and I think it was very unexpected for a lot of their fans because they haven't really explored that sound you know, maybe for like the past five or so years. So going back to that, a lot of people enjoyed that, including myself. So cut to now with this song Die For You. It is again another direction. It's so different and it's sort of more akin to like their stuff from That's the Spirit or Amo because it definitely plays with these pop elements, especially with the chorus and, you know, the structure of the song. It's a very, it's an earworm. Like, it's so catchy when you're listening to the song, especially the chorus. But then it does have, you know, Ollie, he sounds really, really good with his clean vocals in this song. But then he also does, like, a few screams here and there. And then you've got, like... The production is this sort of mix between, like, it's almost, it reminds me of, like, a lot of the emo music I (laughs) I used to listen to when I was, like, a teenager, because it kind of has that really sort of desperate, like, the song, like, what it's talking about is, you know, this relationship that's gone wrong, but it's really overdramatic, and it does have that sort of emo feeling to it, which I think is really interesting, and I think that also is going back to their roots as well because in the beginning of their careers it was very much like they were sort of singing about that sort of stuff so it's cool that they're bringing it to like this modern sort of audience and it's interesting though because a lot of like their hardcore fans from what I've seen online and that sort of thing they don't love the song because it's definitely more sort of appealing to a wider audience and that sort of thing but for me personally I really enjoy it and I really do enjoy this side of them. Speaking of wider audiences, <laughs> I actually love this song. I think it's great. I was hooked, I think, from the beginning. Um, and, yeah, like, I never really knew that 
how good of a singer yeah. <laughs> Ollie Sykes was. Um, but yeah, so through this song, I've kind of learned that I really do enjoy it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's helped. Like there isn't, again, like, like you said, there's like a couple of screams here and I think the first one, it kind of like, I thought it was really cool. It like sort of transitions like mm. into the music and it kind of like doesn't sit there as like a vocal line. It kind of like meshes in with everything as well. Um, but yeah, it does sound a lot more like a pop song. But it's definitely still got that element of, like, you know, it's got, like, the distortion and Mm -hmm. all of that sort of, you know, key, like, metal elements, I guess, but in a different context. And I think they've done a really good job of sort of combining the two. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, there's even this really cool guitar solo that's very... Oh, I love that. That's so good. Yeah, and it's not, like, this typical like metal solo in any sort of way but it definitely plays with different elements here and there it really does feel like it's from their album that's the spirit which really was like this crossover and i and i think this song is a crossover between you know their metal roots and their pop root and their pop experiment but yeah like i i'm interested to see because post-human like when they first announced it they i think they said it was going to be four different eps first one came out last year and if this song is coming from the next one I'm so interested to see if it's going to be like this sort of genre and you know sort of judging from their last one how it was very much all within the same sort of lines of metal I definitely think it will be and I'm so interested to see how that will turn out Um, yeah a whole album of that that'd be good yeah yeah so yeah, so that is my um, call my for this week, Die For You by Bring Me The Horizon. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, I feel like we went everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a <laughs> mishmash, I think, today. Um, but you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. You can follow us on all of our socials at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And that is where you can send us your recommendations for songs to listen to. We'd love to hear what you guys are listening to. We haven't had one in a couple of weeks. We had a pretty good run earlier, but we're um, still looking for some more. So send us a DM, comment, send me an email. I am checking them regularly now, guys. So I just (laughs) just thought you should know. Um, We'd love to hear what you guys are listening to and react to it and, you know, tell you our thoughts. And you can also tell us, your thoughts about our songs we'd love to know um whether you guys love the new bring me the horizon track what you think about the whole nas x thing if you are on a different sort of opinion to us we'd love to hear it it's an open discourse we love to hear all of your opinions um but yeah you can join us on monday for a brand new episode see you guys bye